Matt Fusel, he wrote about overworking your art. He said, we know that we need to stop at the peak, but we don't know where we are on the mountain. But it's such a good metaphor for our work. You never know when it's really done. Hello, all you fabulous creative works in progress. Thank you for joining me on the Sage Arts Podcast. This is Sage, and I am in the studio today with Brett. Brett. Hi. How's it going? uh, We are in the studio together today because we're going to talk about a subject that we've actually talked about, I'd say quite a lot in the last few years, but we didn't really put a name to it. And we want to talk about finishing your work because Brett and I are kind of opposite on our, I don't know, philosophies or how we approach it. I finish everything. (laughs) I finish things I shouldn't finish. Like I'll start fixing something and realize that this really is either impossible to fix or isn't worth fixing. You're an over finisher. And I'll still try to do it. (laughs) Yes, I'm ridiculous. And then Brett has this thing about he gets to, you know, like a point and then he's like, I'm good. Yeah. I like to explore, I guess, and, and just uh, follow that impulse until the impulse sort of peters out and then to go back to it isn't as uh, I want to go to the next thing and do another thing like that. Um, So we're kind of like extremes on the whole finishing thing. And I don't know that either of us are at a place that is really as productive as it should be for us. So we thought we would talk about our experiences with finishing, not finishing, what that means, our philosophies behind it. Um, And I did a lot of research about the idea of finishing artwork, whether you need to finish your artwork or not, what unfinished artwork can do, because actually there's a whole thing about unfinished artwork out there, and we'll talk about that. So, but before we get into the subject matter, I need to do a few shout outs. First of all, Coda on Instagram, thank you so much for creating that story on the fear episode. I really appreciate you sharing that. I think you've been cheering me on since like maybe the very beginning. So thank you so much for being there for me. And of course, you all can share anything that I put out about the podcast. I mean, if there's episodes that are speaking to you, just think there are probably others out there who would love to hear the same stuff, right? So share whatever, whenever, wherever. And thank you, Coda, for doing that. Then a big thank you to all of you who have continuously been contributing and commenting, especially Wendy and Becky and Julie and Coral and Trey. Thank you all so much for your support, your encouragement, and especially the feedback with detailed information about things I could do better. I so much appreciate that. It really helps me out in terms of determining the direction of the things that I do here. So if any of you who haven't yet commented would like to, please, please, please do. I love hearing from you. It really does help me. So you can go to the contact page at thesagearts.com. You can go to Instagram or Facebook and go to the Sage Arts podcast accounts and send me either messages or comment on the post there. And of course, if you do get a lot out of the podcast and you're able to give back, you can do so by going to the sagearts.com and go about halfway down the homepage and you'll find a buy me a coffee button or the PayPal button, which has recurring donations if you'd like to do that. And all of these links are also available in the show notes if you're listening to this on a podcast player. With that said, let's get back to the conversation. So let's talk about this finishing thing. First of all, I want to put this out there because I don't want anyone to think we are talking about how to manage to finish all your work because honestly, you don't need to finish all your work. There's nothing out there that says that finishing your work is imperative. And truthfully, unfinished work is part of being an artist. If you don't have unfinished work, you are probably not doing the kind of exploration that is really pushing you, 
pushing your ideas and getting you to a place where you're exploring really new and usually very motivating things. Because deep exploration, it comes with disappointments, it comes with wrong turns. So sometimes you're just, why waste my time finishing after you've learned what you needed to and you're going to have unfinished work. So keep that in mind. This is not about you having to finish your work, but about figuring out when you need to finish your work and what that means for you and, and choosing your ideal in terms of finishing. So I wanted to also start out with the opposing view, kind of what does finishing do for you? So some of the basic things I'm sure you could add to this list is that finishing is a natural part of the creative process. You start to make something. I think most of us start with the idea of finishing what we're going to do. Of course, if you're just playing and it's completely stream of consciousness kind of playing, you may not think you're going to finish anything. But normally, if you're making a, a particular piece, something that you've designed and worked out, you plan to finish it. And so getting to that end is a goal. It's usually a fulfilling part of your practice. You also practice completing things. So actually finishing, even if you don't end up liking what you end up with, it takes you to the end of a journey that is improving your skills and is teaching you something about you and what you do with your artwork. Finishing also, and this is an interesting note I got from some of the things that I was reading, Finishing enables the work to exist without you. And I think for some people that is really important that the work goes on to kind of have its own life. And I think that's been true for a lot of my pieces, especially if you look back at pieces that you made years and years ago. It's like its yeah. own entity, right? It has right? its own spirit to it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So finishing also allows the work to do that. And of course, if you sell it and it goes off and has a life with other people, and of course it has a life of its own. Finishing is also kind of an empowering thing because once you've finished, you can step back, look at what you've done, evaluate the areas that you want to focus more on or want to focus less on or areas to improve. So you have opportunities in the finished work to evaluate yourself. And of course, if you have finished work, then you have something to sell, which is something that can help finance the costs of your materials or put food on the table, whatever. So it obviously gives you the opportunity to sell. And selling is, you know, affirming, right? Yeah, you get a certain acceptance from it, a certain validation of the process. And it, right. you value that. That feels really good. And it yeah. feels really good. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. So, And then, of course, and I think this is kind of pinnacle for me, that once it's finished, you have opportunities to share a completed idea with other people and communicate with other people and connect with other people through your work. Yeah. Yeah. An opportunity to show what you do and... And get feedback mm -hmm. or or response. Yeah. We make our work with the idea that there's something that we want to express and something that we want to communicate. Now, some people say they make it without the intention of communicating. Sometimes you're just communicating to yourself. But the finished piece is usually a complete idea. And therefore, you can communicate with other people, with yourself, you know, reminders that you have around the house kind of thing. But in any case, these are the kind of things that finishing can do for you. And the reasons that some of the reasons we finish, and there's probably more than that. So. If you want to add to that, if you want to write me with your other thoughts, I would love to hear that. But why are we talking about finishing? Yeah, I'm really interested in this topic. <laughs> it's true. And we're talking about it because it's, thinking about it a lot. Yeah. it's often a struggle. Mm -hmm. A lot of people struggle with finishing work and there's a lot of guilt around it or, you know, there's it's it's pro people feel it's problematic. We feel bad if we don't finish something either because we've wasted material or we're down on ourselves because we weren't able to accomplish what we were after or... Grasping at results. Yeah, that doesn't feel good when you don't get there. Yeah. But you got to remember, first of all, if you're not finishing stuff, but you actually have done the work, 
you've done the work. Yeah. You've gone through a process. And if you find joy in the creative process, then that's going to be part of what you've gotten out of it, even if you didn't get to that finished piece that you thought you would. Yeah, so, you've exercised that function, that, yeah, that desire yeah. to do, yeah. uh, to create. Yeah. So some of the things that we struggle with, why, let's get more specific, why do we struggle with finishing? I think one of the big things for a lot of people is we don't finish because there is a fear of imperfection, of failing. So if you never finish it, if you never get to that end, then you never have to see if you don't accomplish <laughs> what you want, right? That's a crafty one. Yeah. <laughs> but we do that. We're like, yeah. oh, I'll well, work so on that later. Yet. It's just yeah. not finished yet. Yeah. So, you know, sure. Because then you never have to say you failed. Yeah. If you just never finished. And I think, I don't know, a lot of artists are the, the hardest on themselves. So if you, you know, if you don't finish it, then it's like a, it's like a little escape hatch. So yeah, it's something that you can just kind of put off the whole like yeah. judging the judgment of it, yeah. you know, of a finished piece. So we, judgment from ourselves or from anyone mm -hmm. else, yeah. And if you want to hear more about getting over that, I would suggest going to the perfection episode. If you haven't already listened to it, that episode 18 on perfectionism, we go through a lot of that, the fear factor. So we also struggle with finishing because we don't prioritize our work, especially if we've been taught um, or have people around us that don't value it, that just think of our work. Like, let's say we have a day job. And we have a family. So those things for most people are like, that's the priority. You've got to go to your, to your job. You've got to take care of your family. And I don't disagree with it. I just don't think for many people that the artwork is of less value. So if your creative time is super important to you, you need to tell the people around you. You need to tell yourself if you were told like, you know, like when I went to art school, my dad was like, well, what are you going to do for a career? How are you going to make money? And so you've got this whole idea that like, oh, I have to make money doing my artwork. And I, I make money around art, but I don't make money from my artwork right now, but I still do it. So I have found value in it differently than just the monetary. But a lot of people, if you're not doing it for money, they don't think it's important. But I think your experience is, is important and you're going through the process is just, you know, satisfying and a big part of your life, right? I was, I was lucky. I never had that. It was just, I just got encouraged to draw and do whatever I did. Yeah. And it was never about money. And then I just sort of pursued what made sense when the yeah. time came. Yeah. yeah. So if there's problems with prioritizing it, we may not finish work because of that because we simply don't have the time for it. I think there's also a huge thing, and this is probably big for a lot of people, we also prefer the new and exciting stuff versus the kind of established and familiar stuff. So if there's a project that you've been working on for a while, you might get a little bored with it, especially if there's a lot of repetitive items that have to be made. And you may think of something new and then you just want to go do the new stuff. Yeah, I guess to keep moving forward. Yeah, you know, yeah. And to go back into something isn't as exciting, but the idea would have to really draw me in yeah. you know, to, to do it. And I have had stuff like that. It's not like I haven't finished anything, but I've, I've finished a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know? He does finish stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say he doesn't finish but it's, stuff. <laughs> it's, it, that's the multi-layered thing we can talk right, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we can't see each bit of progression as an exciting new reveal, then oftentimes we just set that piece aside for the next new and exciting things. And then we end up with unfinished work. Finishing also means editing. And some people do have issue with working back into something that's their initial expression, initially what they put on paper. I know this is a huge problem for a lot of writers, especially like poets. 
They write down the poem and then they think that's it. You can't go and change it. It's just is what it is. It's in its truest form coming out of right. you like in that moment. Exactly. I, I mean, I I feel that, you know, yeah. I get it. I know you do that with a lot of or you have with a lot of your sketches and you know, I mean he sketches I don't every day. Yeah, I don't know. All the time. I don't know. His hands always moving. <laughs> At ten o'clock, eleven o'clock, and twelve o'clock. You don't know what he goes through. On the hour, every hour. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You don't know what he goes through. Like, he's sitting here in this podcast room not being able to sketch. Like, the first time, I'm like, you can't you can't, you can't bring that pencil in here. Because <laughs> yeah, it just be scritch, scritch, scritch. It does make noise. <laughs> it makes noise. But in any case, like, he draws nonstop. But for him, whatever pours out, because he does a lot of stream of consciousness stuff. Yeah, it in my personal work, and with my professional work, there's a lot of structure and a lot of editing and yeah. a lot of going over again and again to make the best thing. Right. And I love and respect that process too. But when I think when I come home and do my own things, you know, there's uh, a little bit of that need to run free in the fields. And, yeah. So we've ended up with these conversations where I'm like, oh, this is a really great piece. You should work in the color here. You, you could do this or that. I And I talk in terms of critiquing work for improvement because it's what I've done like most of my life as an editor, a teacher. And it's hard not to talk about yeah, and polishing and improving. What a great resource for me that you can look at my stuff. But as not, soon as I say, I'm not going to listen to like, it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, right. I'm not going to do that. It's like, this isn't what I do. I mean, I know... We've discussed your work in terms of the comics that you do and the little sketches that you do in the mornings and things that you're like, I just want to put down an initial like movement and expression. Like a feeling of, of something. Of what you're drawing. And then you, you don't want to go back in there and redo it. Well, because it's a record of that moment and that feeling. Right. And it is. And it literally is. But yeah. to go back into it and make a shape a little bit more appealing or this or that, it it evolves it into a, a more, like you said, an edited version yeah. of it. And I, I guess I like the unedited purity, you yeah. know, or at least in my mind, the concept of purity right, right. Is, is there. And I'm not saying that's not valid. So I want everybody to understand if that's what you do and that's what makes you happy and it fulfills what you need. And we're going to talk about trying to like judge whether you need to finish work or not. But if that's what you want, that's fine. Then it's finished enough for you. But for a lot of people... Once they put that first thing down, they have a really hard time going back into it. And so that's another reason that people don't don't finish the work. And then there's also, the, the, and this is kind of like the opposite end of things. We don't know when a piece is done. I think that's a big thing for a lot of people. They never feel like it's finished. So it's not that it's not necessarily finished. We don't feel like it's finished because we haven't perfected it. So again, back yeah. to the perfection issue. So <laughs> this is kind of you know dovetailing off of that one. But so those are some of the struggles that we have with finishing work. But let's talk about judging finished work. I think you know if you feel guilty about having unfinished work, first of all, stop. Don't feel guilty about it. If you enjoy the process, if you keep returning to the work, if you value the experience, you are accomplishing a primary objective. That's valid outside of finishing the work, and that's experiencing the act of creating. So you're feeding your soul, you're tending your muse, you're adding joy and meaning to your life and by extension to the world around you. So if you don't finish it, don't feel guilty. It's fine. But you might want to spend some time delving into why you create to find out if finishing is particularly important to you. I'm talking about like journaling or talking with friends and family or therapists or whatever. You can also read books about art and make notes of observations that strike you. But get to know yourself and why you create, because that's going to tell you more about how important finishing is. And then 
Once you understand why you create, you can ask yourself what you need from your art. I'm going to give you three points that can kind of guide you. So if you create really just for the experience, then you really don't have to worry about finishing. If you just want to create stuff, you just want to make things and whether it's done or not, you sell it or not, or give it away or not, that's all irrelevant. Then don't worry about the finishing too much unless it's something that you've set as a personal goal and that's your choice, but you don't have to, right? If you want to share it though, you need to ask yourself, do you feel okay sharing incomplete work? Do you still feel fulfilled if it's incomplete and you show people what you have done and is that good enough for you? And then of course, if you want to or need to sell your work, what portion of your work needs to be complete in order that you do that in a way that makes sense for you? So I think if you kind of judge by maybe one of those three things about finishing, you can judge how important finishing is going to be for your process. If finishing turns out to be important to you, then start working on ways to make that happen to the extent that you need to. Now, I know Brett and I create because that's who we are. I don't think we even question why we create too much, but I think we've thought about it. So, you know, Brett, what do you think about in terms of why you create? There's a lot of reasons I feel like I, I create. Mostly it's the act of letting go and losing myself in the work and it being a reprieve from the normal things in life, the everyday things. So I like that I never know what's going to come out. Right. And I enjoy the excitement of like some work and some don't, or some appeal to me for some reason and others others uh, don't as much. The thing that I really like, sometimes people are like, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and And vice versa, you know. Yeah, so just listening to the things you're talking about, with uh, about the different reasons why we create. There's different ways I create and different things I do all the time that I get different things out of. So yeah. I guess I have a broad range, and it's hard to say it's just one thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's go through a quick list of ways to encourage finishing. So if it's something that you do want to do, if that's an objective of yours. yeah. There are certain things I would like to finish more of. That's that is a goal. So I think okay. it's something worth talking All about. All right. As well, far I'm going to like, tell you about it. So yeah, exactly. I, yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> so <laughs> these are the things Sage, that I came tell up. Tell us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, here it comes. Yes. Everyone, listen. Listen yes. to my wisdom. <laughs> so for one, if you're having problems finishing because your projects are so big, and either they are discouraging because they're so big, or you just don't have the time, go smaller. Go. Tiny. That's a really good idea. So yeah. Megan Skelton, who I interviewed on episode 21, the one about community, she originally, when she started, found a set of three by five like art paper cards. And she just started doing these like three inch by five inch little paintings. That's cool. Yeah. And it's like, she's just like, I don't know what it was about. It was just like, it's so easily contained. And I just thought, oh, that's great. It's doing really tiny stuff. Post-its. I'll, I'll start, you know, I, I always drew on post-its for my work, but also at home a bit. But they're in perfect size for, for doing something small and finishable. Yeah. Things that you can do in like 30 minutes or 15 minutes or whatnot. And the thing is, is you can do a bunch of small stuff, even if it's not kind of like the end goal of what you want to be creating. You're finishing. You feel things. a sense of finishing every yeah, time. Yeah, you feel accomplished. We have, a, we have a, a a big bag of rice in the in the in the closet, so I can like start doing it on rice. It's <laughs> like where are you going to go? Well, with then that it's one? really it's really it's yeah it's really so small. You're going to start painting. How, how are you long would sketch it take? On rice? Yeah, how long would it take to a sketch? A long time because you need a magnifying glass. You need okay, a so, one hair brush. So I guess I took it too far. <laughs> you actually know the process of how to how to people uh, do actually etch on on a piece yep. of rice. Oh yeah, there's people that do that, of course. Yeah, yeah. 
So you can also finish by enforcing a commitment to finishing your work through some kind of accountability. You can tell your family, your friends, you can post on social media that you plan to have such and such done by the end of the week, end of the month. The other thing you can do if you're not really into kind of broadcasting it is write it down and post it. And I've probably said this before, but when you write things down and it becomes tangible, we feel more committed to the things that we've written down. And then, of course, you post it and you're seeing it every day. So if it's, I'm going to finish this piece by the end of the week, or I'm going to finish this one part of the piece by the end of the week, that should help encourage you to finish the work. You can also work on multiple pieces, but a limited number of pieces. So working on more than one thing at a time is good, but don't just have an endless amount because that still is like the procrastination of (laughs) I'm not going to finish this yet because then I won't know if I failed. So you have like three pieces or five pieces. It depends on um, what kind of work you're doing, but you have those going. So if you feel kind of lost or bored or frustrated with a piece, you can just move on to another piece and put it away. And putting things away is such a fantastic thing to do for so many reasons to be able to come back to your work and see it with a, a fresh eye. So if there's something that you're working on and you don't know what's going on, you don't know what's wrong and you put it away and you come back, you can oftentimes see it because you're not as close as you were to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I remember that experience from life drawing. I would never look at what I did because it was always exciting to see, like, whether it's your improvement or the feeling in the drawing and the experience. But yeah, I would always put them away and not look at them. Ever? Until the next day. <laughs> okay. the, yeah, the next day Just or the day. next week okay. or whatever. And then I look at them and then I start to see them objectively. Yeah. So if you have multiple pieces going... You can continue to work, you can continue to have those experiences or continue to make things you need to sell, but be able to put things aside for small amounts of time and come back to it with a fresh eye. And then try to work on your art in a place that you don't do anything else in. So we have a tendency to associate a place with particular tasks. It's one of the reasons why you've probably heard you shouldn't do anything in bed, but sleep and, you know, intimate time. So if you have a place where you do your art, Try to make it a place that you only do art. So when you sit in that space, your mind and your body kind of knows what's going on and you're more easily going to get into the work. And if you can get into the work, you're more likely to finish things, right? You can also do that with the time, like working at the same time of day. And I know a lot of people, especially artists, are like, I don't want structure. I just want to, you know, work when my muse strikes me. And I have a quote that I actually had this posted above my writing desk. William Faulkner said, I only write when inspiration strikes. Fortunately, it strikes at nine every morning. (laughs) And I think that's so great because honestly, inspiration in the muse is not some entity outside of yourself. It's your imagination. It is you. And you can call up your imagination whenever you want. There are times when it's easier than other times. But if you do it the same time every day, your muse is going to show up because it's out of habit. There's a routine to it. So same place, same time. That could help you get work done and finish things. And then also rethink your definition of what is finished work. So a lot of times we don't think it's finished because it's not perfect or because we think we have to do certain things yeah, like with it. Like match a standard or in our own minds mm-hmm. or in the outside world either way. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, I've got to do all this background space or there's I've got to fill all the white space or whatever. And first of all, neither of those things are true like ever. Yeah. Like shading is a thing like that. You know, how much lighting and shading do you do? How much do you sculpt if it's a drawing, for instance? For drawing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, so none of those things are absolutes. 
So when yeah, I said it's, it's not true, thing. it's not true that you don't necessarily fill in white space. You can fill in white space and you can do a background, yeah. but you don't have to. You need to decide according to the, the intention of the work. What looks finished to you. What? Yeah, exactly. So let's talk a little bit about what finishing is for you. So f- for one, if you want it to be finished, it does need to do two things, I think. One is that it needs to be serviceable. And I've talked about this before, too, so I apologize if you hear this stuff multiple times, but I guess it's important. So it has to be serviceable, which means it needs to be able to be hung or to be displayed or to be worn or whatever it is that work would do once it goes out into the world. So if it's constructed in a way that it can be serviceable, then that's one of the check marks. And the other thing is, does it say what you wanted it to say? Does the intention come through? If both of those things are there, regardless of certain parts being incomplete or maybe it's not as finished as other people do it, if it does what you need it to do and you feel it represents you in the way you want it to represent you, then you can call it done. The other thing, too, is you can embrace incompleteness. There is a kind of a fascination in incomplete things like we get to see the work frozen in time, the art in process without an end to its story kind of thing. If what you want to say comes through, kind of emerges from this incomplete piece, rather than it being polished, it may be done, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, that totally makes sense. It has the, the force or the essence behind it. And that's the important thing, not the bells and whistles of a good product. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the product that everybody else is putting out. It just needs to say what you need it to say. There's actually a type of work I discovered through this research that is defined by deliberate incompleteness, and it's called non-finito, intentionally finding unfinishedness as a means of expression that invites the viewer to contemplate what's left out and or the metaphor that arises from the particularly incomplete parts of the scene. It makes me picture like a, you know, drawing a face without an eye. Everything else is perfectly finished though. Yeah, it feels like it'd make a real impact. Yeah. yeah, and there's this long history. Da Vinci has a number of unfinished pieces because apparently he took forever <laughs> to do stuff because he kept getting distracted. You know, he had to, he did With all like these his science his, his inventions and his science yeah. stuff. Yeah. So he didn't finish a lot of pieces. There's the Madonna with the long neck and she's done and the baby's done and the little angels are done. But then if you go down, especially in the right hand corner and there's a little Is guy it, down there. Oh, and then there's just like a random foot floating around. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and the background above him isn't uh-huh. done. It and makes so, it so real. Are you talking about uh, what's his name? Yeah, I don't remember his name, so I probably should have looked it up. But in any case, the Madonna with the long neck is actually unfinished. There's some Mondrians that are, you know, they sell for, I don't know, millions of dollars. There's one of his Boogie Woogie series that is not finished. And I mean, these things sell for huge amounts of money, but the incompleteness in and of itself actually adds to the work. And I think the other thing about incompleteness is it really shows the artist's hand in a way that makes it, you know, almost more vulnerable. Like you really get to like push aside the veil and see mistakes and imperfections yeah. and exploring and you can see the thought in the line yeah. and to me that's really engaging like I, right? I love that you know so if part of what you're trying to say is see me or see my process or understand kind of what i'm going through or you want to share the process with the people that you're sharing your work with incompleteness could actually be an important part of your work so If you're not finishing stuff, sometimes maybe ask yourself, do you love it even if it's unfinished? And if you do, is it because some of the unfinishedness is saying something additional, adding another layer to the work for you? Yeah, and maybe you're uncomfortable with being seen, you know, your work being seen that unprocessed, unfinished, you know. 
I think there's a lot of people who could relate to that. They don't want to show the imperfections. Yeah, but it could be really freeing to do so, don't I you think? I think so. Oh, yeah, I do. I like doing that yeah. personally. Reading about this stuff has made me think, I just want to do some stuff and like not finish yeah, it. Yeah, just have to finish it. it just kind of yeah. like, here you go. Because it's a legitimate process of exploration. You know, you're just like, Absolutely. oh, I'm going to try this. And oh, well, I'm, I've taken that as far as I want, at least for this moment. So I'm going to go either do something else or I'm... I'm done, yeah. you know. But that's shareable. So that's... done with not being finished, yeah. <laughs> which is well, sort of yeah. ironic. Yeah. yeah. But it's something you can share with other people. He's like, this is part of my world. This is part of my process. This is part of the things that are important to me, including this exploration. Is, and the yeah. exploration is going to come across an unfinished work more so than finished work. Yeah. Right? And that's really, I think, really valid and makes it something yeah. great to experience. You, yeah. you see someone's, it's like you're sharing an experience yeah. with them. I'll post some work of people doing this non-finito work or famously unfinished oh, pieces. interesting. I want to see to those. See, yeah. yeah. Non-finito. Yeah, there's energy to it. <laughs> Where, just, what did that, when did that originate? Who made up I, that word? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't find the history about it. I just, yeah. <laughs> just read that's what you call it. So, uh, But yeah, I think it's, I just thought that was really cool. Incompleto. Incom- <laughs> that'll be our word, incompleto. Yeah. Some incompleto work. Yeah. So, okay. And then the other thing that we wanted to bring up, because this is such a thing. Why we don't finish work is because we don't know when to stop. And I have this great quote. So Matt Fusel, I'm guessing, I'm, I'm not. How do you spell it? F-U-S-S-E-L. He has a site called The Virtual Instructor. And he wrote about overworking your art, not knowing when to stop. He said, we don't want to overwork our art, but we also don't want to stop before it has reached its full potential. We know that we need to stop at the peak, but we don't know where we are on the mountain. Yeah, now, I don't know if that's his original quote, but it's such a good yeah. metaphor for our work. You never know when it's really done. And to be honest, I just say work is never done. It is never done. There's always something you could change or improve. Or later on, you think, oh, that's not really what I want to say anymore or whatnot. So I feel like artwork is never completed. Yeah. But when you want to know when is that point that you finish, it's like being on a mountain, but in like a cloud. Yeah. You know, you want to know when you're at the peak, but you don't know where the peak is because it's like, it's just cloudy. Am I there yet? <laughs> it's almost like having a radar for when that experience wanes, you know, when it feels like you pause. It's almost like you're playing a rhythm and then when the rhythm stops. Yeah. Uh, that's my cue, I think. When I'm doing something, I'll stop when I become really aware of it. Yeah. And I feel like, okay, I feel like I've taken this as... As far as I can. Sometimes I keep going and it keeps working. I feel like you have to be really in touch with your ideas about what you need your work to be for you. Like you are very intuitive, extremely intuitive. Like you go by your gut on a lot of things. And I think in your artwork, you can totally be like, oh, I feel like this is where it needs to be, you know? Yeah, it's a sense for it. I, I can't right. explain it. Yeah, Right. And I, th- I don't think it's anything you can teach, but maybe trying to... Ask yourself those questions more deliberately. Like, is this finished? Does this feel good as it is? I actually have some bullet points to kind of talk about that. So number one, with your work, don't measure whether it's finished by whether you can see that there's more to do on the piece because you'll forever find more to be done and fixed and tweaked or polished. And then that's when you overwork. Because sometimes I leave details out and and it'll have a resonance to it that I really respond to. I I can't explain it, but it looks maybe too finished. (laughs) Maybe I like things to feel a little impressionistic. Maybe that's the bottom line. I'm more of an impressionist (laughs) at heart, you know. 
But you were showing me a sketch the other day. It's this really cool sketch of this kind of melty looking guy. <laughs> I don't want to explain him. Yeah. He does these I very do a lot kind of melty of, things. These things kind of <laughs> melted. But in any case, you draw with, I guess it was a red pencil, I think is what it was. And then mm-hmm. you started going back in it with a brush pen. Yeah, like a brush pen. And you only did it part way. Yeah. And then you stopped. And I think it was good that you stopped where you did because you just emphasized yeah. a certain portion of it. And then there was another sketch you had with a woman and you did her with the ink outlines, but you didn't do any of the other stuff around her, which was good actually because it emphasized her. It brought one part of the image into focus. Right. That wasn't my intention when I started it. I was just starting to draw over, right. you know, like do inking on this rough drawing I did. And then I reached a point and I stopped because yeah. I was like, it just won't be pleasing to me to right. see all of this inked. You right. Know? But you do have to stop at various points and ask yourself, where am I at? Is yeah. it finished? Is it not finished? You know, yeah. or, or again, put it away for a little while and then pull it out and ask yourself, do I look at it now and do I feel fulfilled and feel that it's complete and I could hang it on my wall and be proud of it when people look at my work? Yep. So that's actually another one of the points I had here is, could you hang it or display it or wear it and feel good about it? If you can, then I think you're done. You can also use elements of design, like kind of do a check, like is there a good focal point? Does the composition lead the eye around as needed? Is there enough and the right kind of contrast for the intention or the message? So if you go through all your design elements, you could just do like a check that everything's been taken care of that really needs to be taken care of. This is a little bit of a gray area because you could overwork things because you're like, oh my gosh, I don't think there's enough contrast. And then you just keep trying to work the contrast out too much and you could overwork it. So it's a checklist to make sure the stuff is there that needs to be there and that it's done to the extent that you need it to be done. But don't think, oh, I need to do more. So you've got to be careful. So it's kind of a gray area as far as yeah. like, you know, use it if you understand the design elements enough and yeah. you know it's not going to drive you to try to do too much. You can also, as I said before, put it away and come back later and ask yourself if you feel fulfilled about it. You can also see if you can look at it and say, it's done for now. Even knowing it could still be improved, can you get past the impulse to keep improving it and just say, it's done for now? Leave yourself an open door, especially if you're not going to sell it, to come back to it later. But maybe you hang it as it is now. You know, it's something I do on Procreate, this app that you can draw on. On your iPad. On my iPad, you can yeah. like, you know, duplicate an image over and over again. You can make multiple uh, copies of the mm-hmm. file. So I would do different versions of finishing yeah. These images and deciding how far yeah. I, I want to take things. Like sometimes it goes too far. So that's okay. I have others. Right. And it's this really liberating thing where it's, there's no pressure. I know. I could way overdo it. And I'll, I, it's almost like I want to do that and discovering what feels good and bad about that. That's a really good point. If you have issues with either not finishing or with doing too much, having work that you don't worry about. I mean, not all work, not all materials will allow you to do that. Like our technology today for drawing or painting or whatnot, you can take a picture and put it on iPad or computer and work over it to see how things will be changed. And you could do that with three-dimensional work. You know, you take a picture of it and put it into your computer and then kind of mess around with it to see how it will look if you change a color or you take away something, you add something. But if you can't use technology to do that, have pieces that you just go into and just really mess around with. I remember when I was in my final year of art school, I had independent painting and I had this one painting and it just wasn't working. So I put it aside. But what I ended up doing was I would just slash away at it, literally sometimes slash away at it. I would cut it and sew it back up. I would paint it with, you know, finger painting. I would just just mess around with it. 
I want to see that painting. Yeah. I, I don't think I have that anymore. <laughs> but I would just do whatever I wanted to. So I had a piece that when I was having a hard time getting into something or if I wasn't sure about how I wanted it to come out, I could mess around with this one piece. It was a complete mess, but I actually really enjoyed looking at it because it represented just like pure energy to me. Yeah, so if you have work great. that you don't feel is precious, that you have to make it finished or perfect or, you know, it has to come out a certain way, you can let yourself go on those Maybe kind of practice pieces. Maybe that's part of it, not to be too precious really in the process yeah. anyway. Um, and then I think one of the big things really, because we are not the best judges of our work, right, that we need to ask other people. Which can be hard, especially with unfinished work and you're a little concerned about people seeing you, you know, how poorly you initially start off. But we all start off work poorly. Yeah. So, you know, when you have unfinished work and you want to get an opinion, like whether it's good enough or how people think you're doing, getting outside opinions are wonderful. I kind of steer away from family and friends because they always just tell you you're wonderful. Or you have those family or friends that are just like so what a little you too s- blunt and honest. Yeah. <laughs> Right, And then you're scared. (laughs) (laughs) But other artists, like Brett and I, we kind of committed to being honest with each other about each other's work. And it just always comes natural to us. Yeah. Well, it depends on how you say something. If like, if I think something's not done well or whatnot, he knows I'm going to tell him. Yeah. And he can trust that I'm going to tell him the truth. Yeah. But I won't show her everything. So there's certain (laughs) things he will not, he will not show me because he knows I will tell him the truth. Of (laughs) what she thinks and and I value it, you know, but we have different tastes. And vice versa, you know, like whether he appreciates what I do or not. But the thing is, is we can always find the value in what we're doing. So if you can find someone who will find the value in your work, who can tell you what works well, and what doesn't work well. I feel like this is going to be a podcast of referencing other podcasts. So go to our criticism podcast (laughs) to talk about how to criticize and how to take criticism in a supportive way. But yeah, if you can take your work that you're not sure is finished or not to other people, and if someone says, I don't see this is done, I would hang this in my house. I would buy this right now. How much you want? You know, (laughs) then you know that your judgment of it not being finished may be incorrect or not quite spot on. So if you have somebody that you feel like you can trust, and I do recommend finding local artist groups. And you can, again, I'm referencing all my previous episodes. The episode with Megan Skelton, we talked (laughs) about community and finding people to collectively work with or talk to about your work. If you have groups like that, local groups, online groups, meetup groups, whatever, yeah, another artist who's a friend, I think, yeah. is always good too. Someone who you part of your friendship is about yeah, being yeah. artists together and talking about everything. And it's yeah, like, so it doesn't that's have someone to, be, to value. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have to be a group, but just another artist, I think, would be most helpful in terms of figuring out if something's finished because they'll understand yeah. some of the things that you are questioning. They're more likely to point out, "Oh, this color doesn't work here, or this balance is not good here." Yeah. Or this, edge isn't really finished enough compared to all the other ones. Maybe that's what you want to work on. And they'll be able to see it. And they're going to see it from a more objective point than you will. Yeah. And if that's the kind of input you want, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, people want different kinds of input. Yeah. So so those are kind of my offerings for you, my points of possible ways to work with things that are unfinished or figuring out if you need them to be finished. So now that we've talked about all of these points, Brett's been sitting here nodding a lot and not saying anything. So I think he's got a lot going yeah. on in his head. <laughs> or I'm thinking about dinner, one of the... I don't know. No, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> no, that's uh, not true. Well, what do you think about 
this conversation about finishing. Yeah, well, it's really inspiring to me to consider these other ways that I could get myself evaluating my work, whether I want to take it farther, if I feel the impulse to do that. I will or I won't, and I'll be okay with that. Like that sort of yeah. that guilt is yeah. sort of lifting. And that's the thing that I've, I think I have struggled with. Like, just like oh, shouldn't it be more? Shouldn't I be doing a series of these? Shouldn't I be all these shoulds right. that yeah, I put I on it? all the time. But I, I think if it's a, a matter of, of something really calling me, I will do that. Yeah. And maybe this exploration period I'm in uh, is just looking for that. Yeah. But yeah, I will definitely get a lot out of that inspiration. So thank you for that. This is really, oh, really cool so conversation. <laughs> well, it was a hard conversation for me to have because part of me is like, well, of course I finish things. I guess there's a certain self-awareness in me that, well, should I be ashamed of not finishing? And really after this conversation, I you know, kind of takes away the, the shame of that. Something to be ashamed of. It's a creative process and it right? is what it needs to be. I think when I have external pressures, Perfect. it's everything's thought through on every imaginable yeah, level. Yeah. I've gone through it a billion times. Yeah. Like every episode he ever does, he goes, this is really, really important. This <laughs> has to be the best. And it's like as if like the well, last one wasn't and you didn't say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I was, yeah, I was just wondering what was going through your brain over there. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you got really quiet. I'm like. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot to think about, a lot to consider. Well, that's great. Yeah. I, and, and I'm thinking in terms of finishing work. I generally do finish, but I so loved all that non-finito work that I saw Yeah, that I'd really like to try doing stuff that has some unfinished space in it. Most of my stuff is not representational. I don't yeah. necessarily draw people's faces. I used to. I did photorealism when I was yeah. in college. So I do a lot of kind of abstraction or, yeah. you know, things that are more about balancing color and light and getting impressions of things. So the things I do wouldn't be necessarily seen as unfinished so readily as like you paint a person and you don't put in an eyeball or you don't put in an arm or that's, something that's you're like tell. Intention. that's you're intention. like yeah that's not done so yeah. but i would like to explore that more like maybe not doing as much as i usually do uh -huh. i know when i was younger it was a really hard thing for me not to fill the page right see oh that's such like with eating dinner their parents train you to yeah. like clear your dish yeah. but you should stop when you're not hungry anymore, right? Right, right. I mean, that's a good metaphor a thing, for all this stuff. Yeah, that's true. I think when you come into art, the idea that you fill the white space is such a, there's a drive to do that. Yeah. The white space is Complete. so important. Yeah. And it's not, by the way, if you're unfamiliar with the concept of white space, it just means that space that doesn't have anything going on in it. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily white, but our eyes like to have kind of open space. And that was a really important thing for me to learn was white space. Less is more, you yeah, know, less can, can be, be more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I hope all this conversation about finishing has got you pondering where you're at with that. And I almost feel like I want to stop the podcast right now and not finish, finish. it. <laughs> finish it. You must finish it. And see There's what it's pressure. like to just end. <laughs> but no, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap things up. If you have some experiences with finishing or not finishing your work, you want to share those stories with us. I always love to hear your stories. Honestly, this conversation is never, ever finished. None of this really Speaking this of stuff is. I mean, that's the truth. This is not finished. This is really just a beginning, an inquiry. For many of us. So yeah. if you would like to continue the conversation, since it's really not finished, you can <laughs> completely, absolutely send me your stories. Send me your comments. You can reach out to me on the sagearts.com website and go to the contact page to send me emails with your comments. You can go to Instagram or Facebook at the Sage Arts Podcast, all one word, find those pages, follow me and comment or send me messages. And if you get a lot out of this podcast and you want to give back, go to thesagearts.com, 
scroll down the homepage and you'll find buy me a coffee and PayPal donation buttons there, as well as links to buy Feed Your Muse stickers or you can buy polymer art books or magazines. All that stuff goes to help support what I do. So no pressure. No. no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. There is there is no pressure. There's but if, no pressure. But if you appreciate it and you want to give back, I love that. It, not just because it helps finance what we're doing, but because it's affirmation that I am giving you the kind of material that yeah. you want. So, you value it. Yeah. Absolutely. And I really appreciate that. So Yay. with that said, we are going to finish this podcast. I never thought we'd be finished. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so. Well, we finished with this beginning. We finished with this beginning. Yeah. <laughs> go out. This beginning of the conversation. Yeah. Go out and do the work. Finish when it makes sense. Don't finish when it doesn't make sense. And before we leave, Brett wants to say goodbye. Any last unfinished words, Brett? Um, <laughs> I just wanted to say that. And that's what he wanted to say. He, he so wanted to do an unfinished I sentence. I was really so wanted to do So we're just leaving you time, that. So. <laughs> So, Brett, you have no more words, I think, as you stopped. I'm not sure if I'm finished now. Now you can't say more. Okay. (laughs) See, I went on. Just when you think I'm finished. Then you're not Okay, I'll stop now. So, yeah. So, go out, do the work, and finish or not finish according to what you need. And don't feel guilty if you don't finish. It's part of the process. But do go have wonderful creative time. Feed your muse. Go out and do new and interesting things. Stay true to your weirdness, and I'll see you again next time on the Sage Arts Podcast.